Okay. Nell had worked at the church for many years, so it was odd for her to see someone she didn't recognize. Hello, she called out to him, but he continued on. After a brief pause, she followed. When she turned the corner into the very hall he had just gone down, she was stunned to find it empty. Welcome to Tennessee Tales. I'm Josh Hamlet. The church is St. Mary of the Seven Sorrows, and it's the oldest church in downtown Nashville. It was dedicated in 1847. But it was sometime in the 1930s that Nell Hines had her encounter while she was cleaning the kitchen after dinner. She rushed off to tell the priest about the strange man she had seen. When asked to describe him, she said he was tall, well over six feet, and he dressed as a priest. He carried a cane and wore a hat, a hat that barely fit under the doorway. None of the priests knew anyone who fit that description, so they began to suspect that they had an intruder or a thief. It was the middle of the Great Depression, after all. The church was searched from top to bottom, but no one was found who fit the description, and nothing was missing. Everything seemed as it should. Eventually, everyone assumed Nell made a mistake and went back about their business. Nell continued to see the strange man. She would catch a glimpse of him from across the room or at the other end of a long hall. He was always on the move. She could never catch up to him. He would duck around the corner and out of sight or quickly ascend a flight of stairs. She continued to tell the others about this mysterious priest and they took her seriously for a while, but like the boy who cried wolf, they eventually stopped listening to her. That is, of course, until others began to see him as well. The next person to see the mysterious stranger was John Walker, the night custodian. It began with a movement he would catch in the corner of his eye. He would quickly look, but see nothing. Then one night, while John was sweeping, a priest entered and walked down the center aisle between the pews, moving towards the main altar. It was a little strange for a priest to be in at this late hour, so John paused and watched him. The priest was very tall. He carried a ceremonial staff in one hand and a candle-lit lantern in the other. John watched as the priest moved slowly towards the altar. Then he began to fade from sight. The priests soon began to see him as well. Father Duffy, in particular, had a few encounters he couldn't explain. One evening, while he was reading in the library, he heard a long, low creak, as if a door were being slowly opened. Indeed, he looked up from his studies to see the door opening. The problem was, nobody was opening it. He assumed it was the wind, and he went back to his book. Then he heard the footsteps. They crossed the room, and on the other side of the room, a door opened and closed. Over the years, there were many unexplained occurrences. Loud knocks and footsteps were heard at odd times and in unusual places. The bells began ringing at night, which woke everyone and sent them running to the bell tower only to find it empty. 
In any case, the ringing of the bell should have been impossible since the pull cords were broken. One of the more unnerving experiences was held by Monsignor Morgan. He was asleep in his quarters late one night when he was awakened by a loud banging on the door. He hopped out of bed and began searching for his robe. Morgan anticipated bad news. Why else would someone come knocking on the door in the middle of the night? He opened the door to find nothing, only darkness. He stuck his head out into the hall and noticed the doors at each end of the long hall were closed. They were heavy doors, and if they had been opened and closed, he should have heard them. The Monsignor started to think about the ghost stories he'd heard around the church. He returned to his room and anxiously watched the door, wondering if someone or something would return. After an hour or so, he managed to convince himself that he had dreamed the earlier knocks and got ready to return to bed. He crawled in, pulled the covers up, and got comfortable. Soon the knocking returned. This time it wasn't the door, but his headboard knocking against the wall. He jumped out of bed with a yell and searched the dark room frantically. But like before, there was nothing to be seen. As you might imagine, Monsignor Morgan did not get much sleep that night. The next day, he told the other priests about his night. No one could come up with an explanation for the knocking. Maybe it was a warning. You see, Monsignor Morgan died of a heart attack three days later while visiting the Nashville Cemetery. There are several theories as to who the tall ghost could be. Some say it's a priest who died during the construction of the church. The church was also used as a hospital during the Civil War. Some 300 men lost their lives within its walls, including a Confederate Catholic chaplain who was shot. The spirit could easily be one of these. Most, however, believe the ghost is none other than Bishop Richard Miles. Bishop Miles was the first Catholic bishop in Tennessee. He founded St. Mary of the Seven Sorrows in 1844 and oversaw its construction. Miles does seem like a good candidate. Not only did he oversee the construction of the church, he was interred within. It was known that his remains were around the church somewhere, but nobody knew exactly where. That all changed in 1969, when the church was in need of major renovations. Some electricians found the bishop's tomb when they removed the floor behind the main altar, but the location of his remains was not the biggest surprise. When his remains were inspected, the priests were shocked to see that he had not decomposed in the slightest. Bishop Miles had been dead for over 150 years, but some said he looked as though he might open his eyes at any second. In 1972, when the renovations were complete, Bishop Miles' remains were reinterred in a small chapel in the northwest corner of St. Mary's. There haven't been many stories of hauntings since then. So, was it the bishop? His restless spirit wandering the halls of the church until his remains were found? Is he now at rest? It's hard to say. But, according to legend, the bells of St. Mary's will occasionally chime, even today, at unusual times.
Maybe they will ring at 3.17 in the afternoon. Maybe they will ring at 9.43 at night. Perhaps the spirit of the bishop is not as at rest as we would like to think he is. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Tennessee Tales. The intro and outro of music, again, were played by my very talented brother, Kyle Hamlet. And the music, the awesome music you heard in the episode, was played by my son, Donovan Hamlet. Tennessee Tales is turning into a real family affair. Well, who knows what we'll have next time. Tune in to find out. See you then.